One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Hey, witch, it's Rach. You've really gotten to know me and I want to get to know you. Enroll in my virtual self-love course, learn to fucking love yourself, and we'll connect one-on-one in your complimentary coaching call. Learn to Fly is a crash course that'll heal your entire internal world. It covers inner child work, cord cutting out the bullshit from your life, Marie condoing your mind, and tactical exercises that will teach you how to enjoy being you. Read the stellar reviews and enroll at rachellaforest.com slash learn to fly. Let's get high on self-love, baby. Hey, witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa, manifest some sh- Wait, are you really going to bleep out sh- I can't say sh- This is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can hour never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What is up, witches? Happy Witchy Wednesday. It's Leah Knauer. And Rachel LaForest. We're just a bunch of lunatics talking about lunar life and lunar love with pro-witch Sarah Faith Goddess Diner. She wrote the moon book, Lunar Magic to Change Your Life. And we talked a lot about change in your life today. Mm-hmm. Such a good conversation. We're definitely going to have her back because there's still so much more to talk about. <laughs> but she gives us an amazing tarot scope at the end about 2021. So you're definitely going to want to stick around and hear that whole conversation. Um, before we get into that, we're going to do some Patreon polls. These are our bonus polls for our patrons at a certain level you'll get a shout out on the pod yeah so So we are pulling from our goddess guidance oracle card since we had sarah goddess diner on the show felt right yeah so ruby you're up first and i'm gonna pull for you so ruby the goddess that wants to come through for you is ain or anya leap of faith Take a risk and put your heart's true desire into action. Love mm. this card, and I know that's going to inspire something for you. Love it. Okay, <laughs> Becky Rose coming at you. Your goddess is White Tara, sensitivity. Ooh, you're leveling up, baby. You are becoming increasingly sensitive. Avoid harsh relationships, environments, situations, and chemicals, which... We talk about on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be synchronistic for you, Becky. All right. Last up, Venus. Your goddess is 
Sedna, infinite supply. Mm. You are supplied for today oh. and all your tomorrows. Ooh, that's a nice one. Love that. So if you want to join our Patreon and get special polls in the intros of our episodes, be sure to join. You get amazing witchy perks. Um, we're actually going to hop on a video call with, with a patron right <laughs> after this. So you get to talk with us, and it's so fun, and we'll pull cards for you. Plus, you get early access to ad-free video versions of every episode before the rest of the world. So you get the spoiler alerts on all things Basic Witches. Um, you can find the link to the Patreon in our Instagram at Basic Witches or by going to patreon.com slash basic witches. And you know, this this podcast episode is so much about the moon, which is perfect timing, divine timing, because we have a full moon Zoom circle <laughs> coming up on February 27th at 4 p.m. PST. And it's so fun and so healing. Everyone is welcome wherever you are. Yes. Um, so if you want to join us, go to our Instagram, Basic Witches, and it's in the link in our bio. Yeah, definitely book your spot because they fill up fast. And like I always say, it's group therapy for witches. It's just such a safe space to connect. Any any way you identify as a witch, you're welcome to come. Mm-hmm. Totally inclusive. And if... If you are one of our best witches on our Patreon, you get access to that every month for free. So be a best witch and join us under the moon. (laughs) Best witch makes me think of friends, which makes me think of our friend, Katie Dahl, who is now part of the Soulfire family. You guys, after this episode, Mm -hmm. you have to check out Crying Behind Sunglasses. Um, Actually, Leah and I each have a solo episode with Katie on that show. So Mm -hmm. that's a good place to start. Yeah, Katie is awesome. I've known her for years. We're on an improv team together that we've been on for like two years together. Um, She's amazing. She works so hard. She's so funny. And I know you're all going to love her conversations about mental health. It's so important. And she brings a fun and light perspective to it. So definitely check out Crying Behind Sunglasses. But first, enjoy this amazing episode with pro witch Sarah Gottesteiner. And how do you say your last name? Godestiner? Godestiner is how my family does it, but I think it's probably, you're probably closer, but Godestiner, yeah. Godestiner. I love yeah. that you have goddess in your last name. Goddess. Yeah, that's so cool. It li- it's literally means, my last name literally means servant of God in German. It's a little intense. It's a little heavy. Yeah. I have no idea wow. what we were, like priests or whatever. But yeah, it's a Jewish last name. That means servant of God. Yeah. Wow. My last name is also German, Kanauer, and it means a rude person. No. <laughs> yes. That's so rude. That's A rude. rude, drunk person. That's my family. It's okay. <laughs> wow. Wild. Wild. Isn't that wild? Oh, yeah. Yes. How did I yeah. not know that? I thought I'd said that before on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is. <laughs> Sarah, where are you in the world? I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I live Love in it. Highland Park. Oh, my gosh. We would have been seeing you in person if it weren't for everything. Where do you all live? Pan life. Los Angeles. LA. Where Where in LA? Well, I was in Los Feliz. Um, now I'm temporarily living between the Midwest and Los Feliz. And then Leah's in... <laughs> I'm mid-city. <laughs> Got it. But we used to record at the comedy store in person, mm-hmm. 
and cool. now it's mm-hmm. all zoom lots of screens how are you dealing yes. with the screens as a witch this is my new favorite question i uh, not super well you know yeah um i think we're all dealing with screen fatigue right you go from the big screen to the little screen to the big screen Mm -hmm. and i've really been needing to take breaks and to go out into nature and like even just this morning i did dance church and there was a screen there but it was just nice to be moving with the screen but yeah it's did you it's, say dance church dance church it's called it's what really is that? It's, that sounds amazing it's awesome. you should try it they're just dance classes but they're really fun and they're really um they're like movement body free positive you can do whatever you want they like yell at you to dance with your dogs or to like free dance or to so it's it's a fun thing i do on sundays that gets me into my body but yeah i think that um all of the accumulated effects of the pandemic, mm-hmm. we don't know how it will ultimately affect our bodies, minds, and spirits. Mm-hmm. But we are feeling so fatigued. Like, worse, it's so normal yes. to be feeling like hashtag over it. It's let's you know talk about it because this is like all I've been feeling lately, and I know a lot of the witches in our like basic witches coven feel the same way. I'm so tired. I've been in like better spirits, mm-hmm. honestly, since um, the new president changeover. Yeah. But I'm still just like um, it's like PTSD after an abusive relationship. Still recovering and yeah. still anxious. Always expecting like. A, a headline to be horrible. Yeah, yes, there's that for sure. And I also think there's this, for me personally, as someone who likes to be active, I feel best if I'm at a protest or I feel best if I'm doing mm-hmm. something about my anger or my sadness. Like we have the inability to, f- like me signing a petition or doing a fundraiser online doesn't quite feel as, it, it feels a little disassociative. So then there's that, then there's the other piece where we don't, we can't touch each other, we can't hug each other, we can't cuddle, we can't, you know, anything. So I feel you, I think it's super normal and super natural to be talking about it. And I think it's like Mm -hmm. thinking about what we can do in the moment to um, mitigate some of the, Mm -hmm. you know, like people are talking about weighted blankets more more um more time away from screen more time moving your body if you can get out into nature even just going outside for 20 minutes a day or walking or things like that um if you're privileged Mm -hmm. enough to be able to go out into nature reconnecting with spirit with your guides you know all of these things and just normalizing it because it's not the more we act Normal. like, you know, we're not in it. I mean, it's, right. just, it's like that's the other thing. Everything feels so anticlimactic with the mm. new president. I'm like, oh. but it, I mean, it kind of feels the same. Like, because we, yeah. like, are just in Still our inside. Bedrooms. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's normal. I think it's super normal. So many people are hitting walls. Yeah. The other thing, though, yes. that I'm seeing, like, with my clients that is exciting to me is I think a lot of us were in – like for 2020, a lot of us psychically, emotionally, or nervous system wise, were kind of in a freeze. Even though we mm-hmm. were working really hard, many of us were working harder than we'd ever worked. Uh, our bodies 
parts of us like we shut down mm. you know we compartmentalize shock. and what mm. i'm noticing at least now and i think moving into spring folks are starting to like thaw out like nervous system like folks are starting to be like okay this is in quotes the pandemic isn't going away anytime soon so like how am i going to get not just on that su- superficial level of self-care like how am i going to root into like deep deep personal self-care mm-hmm. because this is going to be going on for a while and one of the biggest parts of that self-care is what you said not denying reality like con- it, it's a continual reminder to me that one i'm not crazy and that two like my feelings are right because they're the ones I'm feeling. It's valid that I feel crazy. It's valid that I feel exhausted. It's valid that it's like Groundhog Day and the Truman Show and like everything feels different Mm. and changing. Like that's a lot. And Mm. I feel like I want listeners to keep reminding themselves they're not crazy, you know, for feeling this extreme right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I totally have noticed that thaw that you're talking about with myself and with other people. It's almost like a new adaptation. I felt that way when it turned like the new year into 2021 because it's kind of like, okay, 2020 presented itself and it's going to bleed into 2021. So how can I adapt in the best way? And like, because now we know what to expect a little bit. (laughs) I mean, you never know. Truly. You never Mm, know. Aliens. You yeah. Know, when are they? Uh, when are they due? When, I thought it was going to be 2020, but I'm still holding out for 2021. Been, right? Yeah. They probably did arrive. We just haven't heard about it from the government yet. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They were like, I don't want to be here, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. I think everything that y'all are saying, it's like there's no right way to be. There's no wrong way to be. We just have to connect with where we are and like uh, take care of ourselves. Um, you know, I also sort of see 2021 with that thaw and with that hold over as this stepping into, you know, when you know you, uh, you know you have to go to the gym or you know that you have to make the appointment or you know you have to like maybe look into meds or whatever it is. And this is the year we're like doing it. We're like doing the (laughs) thing, you know, we're like, okay, yes, I am going to do these things. Like at least for me, there's a lot of renewed discipline and renewed commitment Mm. to um, not just getting through it Mm. you know like I don't just want to like get through this I want to Mm. grow and I want to connect and I want to still like keep showing up as my my best self Mm. I don't know what y'all think about that I I love that and that for me sparks this feeling of like the band-aid of change has been ripped off so now people are more okay with making other changes which I think is good because it's like our whole world changed so yeah wait maybe I don't like where I live or the job I was doing now I'm okay with making more changes and like it's exciting because even for basic witches we're changing the way we've been doing things we're evolving and it's like we never would have thought to do these things if it weren't for the pandemic Mm-hmm. Lots of people mm-hmm. asking questions. Yeah. Lots of people yeah. being like, why am I doing this this way? <laughs> who am yeah. I? Like, who do I want to be? Like, what? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Are your clients mm-hmm. you mentioned for your readings, like psychic readings, or what are they, or coaching? What is it? Yeah, yeah. So I've been a tarot reader since 2012, and they are a mix of psychic readings and tarot readings um, I actually, I have a podcast called Moonbeaming and I, once in a while when I have guests on, I'll also give them a reading, mm-hmm. uh, so folks can kind of see it's, it's normally 
what it what happens is uh messages usually come through from i'll just call spirit but it can also be from their guides from their team you know uh, from their ancestors uh then i give them the messages uh from that and then we talk and we pull cards uh and just get into what they need right now Mm. um so yeah i've been doing that for quite a while for a really long time i've been studying Mm. tarot since like 2004 um and then i uh after about seven years of study i started seeing clients yeah i love it so we're recording on february 7th i'm curious is there a like a common reading that has been coming up for the collective lately i'm so curious what that is yeah the I also do tarot scopes, so I'll like sit down and uh, kind of hang out in the energy of the collective. <laughs> yeah. And the February energy, uh, uh, a phrase that came in through that was pretty resonant, and I'm really curious to see how it lands with you, is this idea of integration or reintegration. So going back to maybe what something we started a long time ago and like being like, I'm actually going to do that, or... Again, this idea of knowing what we need to do now and trying it. And so it's this integration is uh, usually messy feeling. Like it feels so Mm. new age, like integrate. But really it's like one step forward, two steps back. Really it's like, wait a minute, am I doing this the right way? Hold on, I should try this. Or, uh, you know, like it's, it's trying out something new. But what we're trying out is a different way of being with ourselves mm. and a different way of treating ourselves. So it might feel, February is going to feel really weird. That was the message, like mm. kind of like wonky or weird. And and also we're going to be able to figure out, like we'll be receiving clues and messages and symbols. And some of it is going to, is, is going to be like, well, It'll look like the same old thing. So we have to decide how to deal with it differently Mm. in order to move through it. So it's like if we have sort of like stalls and starts or we have like, let's just say, um, for example, I got into an Mm. argument with my partner and at the time it felt, oh, gosh, this sucks. Like, I don't want to be fighting in a pandemic. And then we sat down and we realized like that was just I could have just like let that be the distraction. But when we sat down, we were able to really have a heart to heart and figure some stuff out. Mm -hmm. So those sorts of things where at first glance, something could look really great and really shiny or at first glance, it could look like more of the same. So we're really being asked to be like, how do I want to how do I want to engage in these patterns and these symbols and how can I move through in this spirit of integration Mm. the integration to me sounds like practice what I preach like I'm hearing that and like I'm getting to a place where I've cleared enough of my adult trauma in therapy that I get to go back to childhood trauma and it's like Yay! (laughs) It's so fun, so much crying. So all the emotions are deeper because they're older and it's like exhausting. But but I'm getting those um, things coming up that look the same. I'm getting patterns coming up where now I'm like, wait, Mm. now I know how I act and what pattern I keep repeating. So let me try to do it differently. And that's because that's where it all started. And the integration piece is like you're going to do it differently and it's going to feel really weird. Yes, it does. You're out of your comfort zone. You're like, is this even right? Like (laughs) and you'll know it's right because it'll it'll um, it'll clear up something. Mm -hmm. 
or yes. shift something and then you'll feel lighter or you'll feel more expansive or spacious even though in the moment you know it's sort of like don't immediately like respond to that angry text message yeah. or if you get a like gross mm. email just chill with Let it, it sit. and and reintegrate like what's coming up for you how can you change that in the moment of like if you always just leap to this is all my fault right right is it i don't know how can you treat mm-hmm. yourself differently in that moment to really like move through and integrate how you know you want to treat yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's reminding me of my personal journey with dating and like i'm in my first healthy relationship ever and that <laughs> took a long time to yes yeah, so exciting that took a long time to get here and it felt really uncomfortable and boring yeah. and like one no i'm like why isn't he why isn't it a roller coaster of emotions why isn't he love bombing me why aren't we having makeup sex all the time and then after talking to him honestly about all of this and my fears about it, I realized that it's because I wasn't used uh-huh. to that. I'm used to the chaos and it's actually healthy and this is now my new normal. But in the and beginning, so nice you probably like wanted to run. You probably yes. felt really uncomfortable. Yes. Totally can relate. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like the stepping stones of life, I guess, like what guides us is sometimes discomfort because that is growth mm-hmm. growth mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's doing something different yep and it's sometimes i like to not even think about it in terms of discomfort but just something different mm-hmm. new like because discomfort sort of like i'm sort of trying to detach from uh struggleville yeah, you know so yeah. I, do, mm-hmm. I i want things to feel different maybe not mm-hmm. completely uncomfortable you know mm-hmm. I want to, they're just different I'm like yeah. trying something different well it's kind of like I don't know if you do yoga but sitting with discomfort is like a positive thing in yoga it's like that's mm. how then your hips feel so much better throughout the day because you sat with that squeezing discomfort like so I guess and it can be good the the more you do that uncomfortable pose the better you get yeah. at it and you get better and better each time I feel like I mean just earlier today my partner and I were talking about how like we're getting better at life it's always challenging Mm -hmm. but we're getting better at it it pays right you know the work really does pay off (sighs) Mm -hmm. okay Sarah what does the work look like to you like what do you do for self-care and Mm. grounding and all that oh gosh too much and not enough <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> um so yeah I I try to move my body I run I like to do dance classes um I'm a terrible dancer so that's one thing I love about the pandemic <laughs> I, I used to be a, like I used to feel really self-conscious going to dance classes with other people but now I can do that like on my own and no one cares that I look absolutely ridiculous <laughs> so I do that um I run I meditate every day I pull tarot cards every day I need to get out into nature pretty um pretty routinely um I hang out with guides uh hang out with my dogs Mm. hang out with my partner only person I'm really hanging out with yeah we've been doing socially distance walks with some friends which is nice um you know so that's basically I quit coffee (gasps) in 2020 that was my big quit I'd been doing coffee for forever and I quit that um yeah how did how and why yeah I want to know all about that (laughs) I I want 
this is a little bit off tangent, but here we yeah, go. go. So like I've been 2020 was a lot of nervous system healing mm. for me. Mm. Um, I have a lot of symptoms of PTSD. So my nervous system is pretty dysregulated on the regular. Uh-huh. So I really wanted to take 2020 to do a lot of somatics, uh, to do a lot of nervous system healing. Uh, there's something called TRE, um, doing cold showers, uh-huh. uh, grounding, co-regulating. I mean, all of the things, right? Uh, so, so I was doing that. And I was like, I want to take away everything or everything that I can that I know jacks my system uh-huh. sugar mm-hmm. like refined sugar was really big for me too because I love sugar um, mm-hmm. alcohol <laughs> and coffee and just sort of seeing um, you know like uh, our nervous systems are so sensitive at least mine is mm-hmm. and I want to take away anything that is gonna is like putting hammering stress on it so that's why I did it and um, I don't think I'll be joining back in. Yeah, I do. Wow. I do green tea now, nice. and that's just what I drink. Okay. So, yeah. I was gonna ask. Yeah, if you replaced it, I yeah. love coffee. I've cut it out before, and I literally had a withdrawal. Oh yeah. Like so tired. That was. I was also cutting out sugar at the time, so it was a lot. But like, I love coffee so much. Oh yeah. I, I want to cut it coffee. out though sometimes because I have anxiety, and I know it doesn't help. But it wakes me up, and it's like such a ritual in the morning now. Coffee was usually my first word in the morning. Uh, totally. You know, <laughs> can you make coffee? Yeah. Coffee. Uh, coffee. I used to have like two or three cups. Loved coffee. Loved espresso. All of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't. I want to see what I can. I want to see. I want to give myself long enough yeah. without all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what did you notice? It did affect my. It did affect my nervous system. Yeah. You know, it did. It it. It gave me this like surge, almost like an adrenaline surge, which I think I associated with like being smart or something, you know, or like getting productive getting, getting or going. Yeah, you were right, something like that. And I don't, I don't really have that anymore. So yeah, mm. it, it was, it was a, it was a change. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of HSP, highly sensitive people? I sure have. Okay, so I mean, you're yeah. HSP, right? You know, I haven't been diagnosed. Okay. I haven't been diagnosed, <laughs> but I don't think I'm not. I think I, you know. I definitely yeah. am. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This is like yeah. new science that's coming out on the actual biology of a person's nervous system when they're born. And it's showing that some people are born with nervous systems that are more sensitive or highly sensitive. And um, mm. my sister, one of my sisters and I are for sure. And she's done a lot of studying into it. Um, former guest, Angie Ilg. Um, and with, I forget the doctor's name, but this woman who is like bringing about this research, she studied under her and it's just so real, like loud noises. Do you get diagnosed? Um, you can take a, or anyone can I kind of. I a test that was like a percentage and okay. I was like really high, so it's like you're probably highly sensitive. Um, I'm sure I'm there. But it's like loud noises, crowds, yeah. mm-hmm. just the amount of stimuli you're absorbing each day is more than the average nervous system, and it's it's all like um, elevated. Yep. So mm, it's yeah, a relief absolutely. to learn about, honestly. It's comforting because it's like, oh, that's why I couldn't, that's why I hated car rides when I was little because people would play loud music in a small space and it was a lot to me. Mm. And like, it really is, yeah, it's, it's a real thing. <laughs> I, I think you might be. Yeah, that's also, 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think mo- I <laughs> honestly think a lot more people are than not. I think. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we just get really good at dissociating or tuning out. You know, I think that's where magic has helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, grounding mm-hmm. techniques, uh, energetic protection, learning how to move energy out of my body, learning when energy is not my energy, mm-hmm. being able to discern that and being able to mm-hmm. uh, release that. That's always that's mm-hmm. been super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you define as magic? Oh geez. Oh geez. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know it's so funny we we use that word so often. You know, I'll go with the old school, which is being able to change your consciousness at will. Mm. I would move that farther along saying being able to transform energy effectively Mm -hmm. um, to create change effectively Mm -hmm. I think is magic and then of course there's like the act the art of magic whether that be a spell or a ritual where we're really where we're we're really focusing our attention we're really focusing our energy Uh, but there's like small spells I mean our lives are spells Mm -hmm. you know so there's like small spells uh, there's, you know, energy work isn't necessarily magic, but it feels magical to me, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Art mm-hmm. is, I think, is magic, even though it's mm-hmm. not technically magic. Creativity, I I like to use it widely. Yeah. What do, you, what do y'all think? Well, on the art note, I think it's totally magic because I see magic similar to you as the transmutation of energy, just changing the form of energy. And mm-hmm. if if I make a piece of art that made someone think or feel or act differently, that changed their energy. So like 100% it's mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. Yeah, similar to both of you. I think change and then taking something from dark to light Mm. is like a magical moment. Mm. And there's just like moments in life that you can't explain. Like when you ask for a sign and then, okay, I want to tell both of you about what happened the other day because it was like a freaky but really cool moment. Um, I was at... USC for a medical appointment not excited not feeling good and um I this woman asked me if I would do like a case study while I was there and we're talking and then she looked down at my chart and this is like a doctor you know I'm not expecting to have a witchy conversation at USC and she looks at my chart she's like okay I'm just gonna ask you something I was in the middle of a sentence and she goes I just want to ask you something like I have a niece who's around the same age as you are you going through a Oh, she goes, do you believe in astrology? I was like, yes. <laughs> I've never heard of this like happening. one question. Yeah. I was like, yes. And she was like, okay, are you going through like a weird time right now? Saturn return? I was like, yes. Wow. And then we just started talking about it. Turns out I couldn't end up doing the study. So I feel like this woman, we had like a five minute interaction and it was such a beautiful moment, a magical moment in when I'm like so anxious, Mm. I hate medical stuff. Mm -hmm. So like having that, I felt so seen and like it was such a beautiful moment. And I feel like God or spirit or whatever. Yeah, right. Whatever like sent her to me in that moment of like, it was a confirmation that the medical mystery that is going on is a part of my Saturn return. Mm -hmm. And she even said to me, she was like, yeah, they often say that that's when you like find your purpose. And Mm -hmm. it was crazy, but it was really cool. That sounds really interesting i was hoping you could talk a little more about the dark to light Mm. Mm. oh yeah i mean i feel like 
I know that the most beautiful and scary change that I have experienced in my life started with the darkest moments. Mm. Like me going to, I was forced into rehab when I was 19, Mm. right out of college, just like so young, didn't know what life had. Um, And that was where I like, for 30 days, I was in a rehab center just thinking about like, okay, what do I want to do and be and how do I want to act and dress and speak when I leave these four walls? Mm. Um, And then like less than a year later, I moved to LA and now I've been here 10 years. And I I think Uh about that so much because it was the worst moment in my life. Mm. I never thought that I would talk about it openly to a boyfriend, let alone on a podcast. (laughs) And now it's something I talk about all the time Mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed of it because it actually taught me so much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I was, the reason I asked is I'm literally later today doing a dark moon workshop and the dark moon is one of my favorite phases of the moon. I was born under a dark moon. I Mm -hmm. feel really uh, resonant with it, but you know, within the dark moon are the seeds of the new world. And sometimes we do have to engage with the depths or a healing crisis, people call it, Mm. or a breakdown or a breakup or any kind of shakeup in order to make more powerful choices, Mm. more authentic choices, more resonant choices, Mm. and also uh, transform, you know? So, yeah, Mm. that's why I just asked you about that. I thought that was really interesting is – the darkness is often where we grow. The darkness oh, is mm-hmm. often where we find out who we are and what we want. What we so care yeah, about. I love that. I mean, yeah. which is so the feminine, like I'm just thinking of mm. like even mold or bacteria grows best in warm, dark, wet environments. Like, hello, that's the womb, that's the universe, that's mm-hmm. the divine Indeed. feminine, the mis- the mystery, mm. the dark. It's it's yep. I'm a double Scorpio and I feel like I live in the dark. And like what gets me through the most challenging parts of the dark lately is that I keep reminding myself, like, I would be so bored if I was doing the comfortable, just light all the time. I'm I'm, mm. I'm choosing the dark, like, often because I get bored or stagnant <laughs> or unexpressed and trapped sometimes in the light. And I need to break it down and, mm. like, drudge it up and, like, shake it up. So then I get scared, but then I remind myself I'm choosing this. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the the dark also is so associated with, like, I love that. Like, I, I read recently in this book, um, Demetra George calls, like, the dark, the or the dark moon time, the womb of the soul. So I love that you brought up, when you brought up, like, bacteria yeah. and where things grow. And, like, <laughs> seeds grow in the dark. Yes, um, underground. The, you know, nighttime, we need rest. We Witches usually cast spells mm. in the dark, you know. Um, mm. It's it's where we learn about ourselves in a way. It's, like, where we learn about our mysteries to our own mysteries. Like, you have to go into the dark. And I'm not even using the dark as bad. Right. I just think it's the unseen, the mystery, mm-hmm. that which we can't quite explain, you know, but we really can connect to. So, yeah. Totally. Um, I'm right there with you. Mm. What's your sign? I'm a Cancer sun. Oh. That's ah. my sun sign. My yeah. partner is a Cancer. And Love you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Are they like crying all They're, over you all the yes, time? Yes, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> watering, watering you with their tears. Oh yeah, so we we both cry in movies. It's so nice. Like that's so cute. Yeah. My partner is a Scorpio. Oh, same oh. matchup. It's so good. It's so good to be understood and see the world in that similar way. Like as another water sign. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like pick him for that but on the first but I had asked the universe to send me a cancer because I had dated all around a lot and I was like I think I need a cancer I'm ready for someone to nurture me a little bit more in a relationship mm-hmm. than I had received from like Leos and Libras um so <laughs> I was like send me a cancer and he was <laughs> wow are you are you nurtured yes I just I just ate a meal that he cooked for me in my Aww. house, he comes to my house and cooks for me. <laughs> As he should. There it is. There it is. The love of a I cancer. Well, I love how yeah. oh, so like, you talk about the moon in your book, the moon book, um, Lunar mm-hmm. Magic to Change Your Life, how you talk about it as feminist art and like how you talk about inclusion and um, intersectional feminism. I want to like chat about that. Yeah, yeah. Partially, I wrote this book because I really wanted to give my teenage self or younger people um, a resource that was as inclusive as I could make it. Mm. And a lot of when I was growing up as a teen, a lot of like witch books or spell books Mm -hmm. were pretty... Heteronorm- like so I'm gay I'm queer so like pretty they were pretty heteronormative they were pretty binary um and I didn't really connect mm. like I didn't really see I didn't really see me in a lot of those mm-hmm. um so I really wanted to and the moon for me is this symbol of cycles of nature of a f- more feminine way of living that isn't necessarily female or woman-centered or has nothing to do with um, your sexual identity, your gender identity, but it has to do with this understanding that time is not linear, that we are always going through cycles of growth and change, of rest and renewal, of death and birth. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are part of nature. We are not separate from nature. And we, uh, so much of what is harmful to us is this like prescriptive, patriarchal, nine to five. Consistency. Like, like, a, mm-hmm. like a to Z, like in the straight line, like yep. on, off. It's the binary, good, bad. There's not a lot of nuance. You're right or you're wrong. All like successful unsuccessful right when obviously like life is is uh and you know we know that that's we know where that all stems from we know Mm -hmm. that it serves some people and obviously does not serve other people we know that it's Mm -hmm. a symptom of capitalism like we don't it's it's abusive Mm -hmm. though like i think of it as it's just like abuse culture um so the moon for me is really this metaphor uh obviously it's this symbol of magic it's totally feminist art yeah um but it's it's this this symbol that we're ever changing Mm -hmm. and we're ever growing um and we we go through these cycles and they aren't always logical you know Mm. um and we grow and change through experience through different experiences and also 
through experiencing different levels of our consciousness, different levels mm. of um, our our magic, uh, and and different levels of like who we are. So mm. that's that's kind of that was sort of my goal in a in a nutshell uh, with the book, and obviously to introduce folks to lunar magic because lunar magic for me is some of the most some has been some of the most powerful Mm. uh it has been some of the most effective like i'm a super practical witch like i'm like what works the best yeah (laughs) and lunar magic is a 360 degree look at a goal or a desire so you're Mm. not just lighting a candle and you know putting your intentions out there and then just leaving it you're doing the work that you need to do to facilitate change. You're be embodying your desire. You're practicing embodiment. You're you're going into your subconscious and you're looking at certain stories that aren't true, but certain stories that support that. Uh, and you're getting rid of mm-hmm. that and planting new seeds, creating new stories. Mm. Uh, you're reprogramming your subconscious. And you're um, – like when I say like – when the subtitle is like lunar magic to change your life like you're changing yeah like you're the one changing Mm -hmm. so then your life Mm -hmm. is changing Mm -hmm. so that's the way that i work with lunar magic um and the way that i wanted to introduce it to Mm -hmm. folks and i I love love it it. so much and i love how you describe like the moon is for everyone and it's been here they think since basically the forming of the earth so it's as old as the earth and it's always Mm. been here for all these moments like it's always been in the sky when these crazy things are happening down here to us and like or for us and then it's like we we don't own it but it belongs to all of us Mm. yeah absolutely it's such an ancestral symbol as well and that's because Mm -hmm. you may never know the name of your great 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 grandparent but they were looking at the moon and they were like hanging out with the same moon. one, you know, <laughs> the, the same, same one. Moon. And, and they had their ideas about it. And, you know, uh, yeah. there's, there's this, we can all connect to the moon and there's something, uh, dare I say, like more intimate about connecting to the moon than say like stars or planets or the sun. I don't know what y'all think about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I do think it's more intimate and I think it's be, it's more personal and that would totally tie into how the, the moon is traditionally more linked to occult or witchcraft or the other, whereas the sun, as you talk about in the book, is linked to um, ha- ha- uh, hierarchical religions like Christianity and even mm-hmm. old astronomy and... Um, it's more it's more masculine not male but masculine energy and like yeah i don't know the 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 feminine energy again is like it is more personal it's more the inward receiving holding like that darkness so i think plus the fact that it's it that we can see it at night it's intimate yeah Rachel and I have been running like um, moon circles for the past like two or three years and I've learned so so much from them. Just one of the things that I've noticed is like each moon, whether it's a new moon or full moon, almost every witch in circle has the same, like we're all going through the same theme of things. Do you find that in when you connect with people on moons? Yes and no. I think because one thing I've noticed because the moon is so personal, someone might be totally exhausted at say a full moon and someone else is like Mm -hmm. super jazzed and super pumped Mm -hmm. because it's, 
you know, the moon, there's this tie into our, um, our energy, our water, our emotions in the moon. So some folks don't love that lunar energy or, or when it's a full mm. moon, it's a little more intense for them. And some folks absolutely just want to bathe in it and they're just like ready <laughs> to do whatever. Um, I, I find it can sometimes be all over the map. Mm. I also find that, like I talk about it in the book, you might be in a new moon phase and because of that like in your life like you might be starting a new job or you might be starting some new habits or learning something new and you're really excited about it and you're feeling fresher and you're feeling hopeful you might feel like trash during like the waning moon then because it's Mm. farthest away energetically from what Mm. you're embodying at this time in your life, right? So I think it's super personal. I think that there's not one way. Um, I also think, I don't know, like what are your thoughts? I was going to say something, but I want to hear more from, like is it just folks, like similar things coming up or similar ways folks feel? It's more like similar things coming up, like themes of like one moon, almost everyone was having self-doubt and not Mm. trusting themselves. Like they were all bringing up wanting to release this self-doubt, for example. Mm. So interesting. And then another one is like fear, like scared of using our voice interesting yeah maybe y'all are just yeah. like super synced up and super in tune mm-hmm. i mean they are yeah. they are also people who are in our coven who do communicate and connect and could be going through just similar things like yeah. and the world yeah that's that's so interesting yeah. yeah i think like one of the the cool things about the moon is you can connect to it however you want so you can just check in energetically mm-hmm. and see like how am i feeling oh, maybe I'm tired because it's a new moon and normally I feel tired mm. at a new moon. Or um, what do I? What kind of energy do I want to work with? Um, you can bring it into your life practically. You can bring it into your life magically. You know, you're like, oh, there's a full moon coming up. I really want to do this amplification spell, you know. Um, or it's the waning moon. I want to be doing some clearing. I want to be doing some cleansing. I want to be doing some rest. I want to be doing some intuitive work. Um, And I think figuring out like your own patterns and your own cycles is a really, really useful tool of of lunar living. Mm, Lunar living. Yes. (laughs) I love that. I'm lunar loving. I I am. (laughs) It's so crazy. Like this cancer that I'm dating, um, our first kiss was under the full moon of our first witchy full moon ceremony Leah and I held when we used to be able to do them in person. Mm. So our did they come mm, to it? They came no cuz that one was women only. Now we're now we include all genders but they were not they were not going to be the only guy there. Um <laughs> so they just came by and kissed me. They just came by and gave me my our first kiss and then left. Okay, that's so sweet. Yeah, and how cute, cute is that? And now we've had 28 yeah. moons and so every moon we're like do we want to? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's so, so Cancer cute. Scorpio love. Yeah, it, yes. Like it just happened that way. I think it was the Hunter's Moon was the first one. Um, and also, like, it's weird that he grew up on a farm and those moon names come from the Farmer's Almanac. And mm. well, actually, I wanted to talk about time and the moon and how it was an original calendar for early people. Yeah, it still is. It still you know, is. like the lunar the lunar new year is coming up, so there's that, you know, billions of people celebrating. Um I'm of Jewish descent, so we are like we're called people of the moon. 
Uh, we have a small holiday where we celebrate the first sliver of the moon. It's our new moon. Oh, I um, did not yeah, know the that. First, the first calendars were lunar. Like the Gregorian calendar is is relatively new. Like mm-hmm. it's not in you know over the thousands of years of of human civilization. So um, the moon was is this like was this perfect timekeeper. And then what you said about agriculture, uh, you know, there are still folks who do lunar farming. You know, like biodynamic natural farming, where at certain times of a lunar cycle, that's when you plant root vegetables. That's during the waning phase. There are certain times you plant seeds for leafy greens because the moon um, controls all the water and everything. Mm-hmm. So the water in the earth, not just the oceans, not just the tides, but like the water in the water table, the water in plants themselves. Like they're like, oh, you want to harvest at a full moon because there's more water in the leaves and so they're fresher and let's pretend there was no electricity (laughs) and at full moons you know harvest is really associated with full moons because folks Mm. would work longer there it was lit up they could they could work under moonlight right it was like this huge Mm -hmm. flashlight in the sky so yeah it's um we've been chilling with the moon humans (laughs) and always like as timekeeper (laughs) as a source of uh how we can survive through plants uh, through eating, through agriculture, and then also through ritual. You know, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. in so so many uh, indigenous traditions, there are um, holidays celebrated around new and full moons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to this day, it's- right? I think even in Christianity, I'm not super, I don't know too much yeah. about it, but I think I think that there are still some. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, such a bummer that like, any ways of culture or societal pressures would deny such ancient wisdom, but it happens all over the place. But like the fact that, you know, Mm -hmm. this is really quote new information to some of us, but it's like actually the oldest information. It just got sidelined. Whitewashing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's Mm -hmm. like, we can't all, we can't go like live out in huts. We can't (laughs) all, you know, stop everything and do like a, two-day lunar ritual or something but I think just being more mindful of these cycles and Mm -hmm. thinking about where we are in our lives and connecting to them however we can I think is just a really simple and easy way to understand that we're not always meant to be go 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 all the time yeah we're not always Mm -hmm. meant to be uh, external 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 certainly we have those times but we usually like we have to sleep for a reason you know so we have to recharge and rest for a reason um and so we can just be we can be mindful of that which then helps us be less hard on ourselves Mm -hmm. you know right yes and do you the moon has totally taught me that and like with connecting with my cycle and the moon at the same time seeing that it it's all literally a cycle Mm-hmm. Sarah, do you, even with all your work with the moon, do you still get those feelings of like um, capitalism guilt that's drilled in for not being productive yeah. all the time? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Damn it. Uh, yes. <laughs> so we, you were like, no, it's gone. I feel better. I cracked the code. Yeah. I mean, mm. for me, I'm. that's a lot of stuff I'm focusing on now, uh, especially because mm. I have a chronic illness. Mm. So 
I also am realizing I'm like unpacking that capitalist programming of like having to be productive and having to mm, my to do mm-hmm. list with a lot of internalized ableism that's coming uh. up because my illness is invisible. I don't look like I have an illness, but I have I have fatigue mm-hmm. and inflammation and all of these other things. I have a very rare genetic disease, um, mm-hmm. and I'm really trying to figure out where I begin and where I am and what's this internalized garbage, you know, mm, that's okay. not mine. Yep. And why do I want, why, what you, like, like I'm sort of at this precipice of like, where's the grasping and where's the clinging coming from? You know, like, why am I choosing to be hard on myself if I'm, like, I'm clearly having a hard day where like, I'm, you know, maybe my muscles are sore or I'm tired, I woke up tired or whatever. Why am I like battling caring for myself? Um, that's where I'm at. But yes, mm-hmm. no, I haven't cracked the code. But I will <laughs> say the moon has has helped me be really mindful of mm-hmm. my own projects and like when I feel best to do those, how I like to work best. Mm-hmm. Like so for example, I really like to work intensely for like a couple weeks on something Mm -hmm. like that's just what I like to do and then I need to rest and like do kind of maybe more admin stuff or more boring stuff around it and it's helped me really like focus in on my flow and focus in on what works for me and like be mindful of that in my larger projects and also how I schedule my time Mm. you know like I know that I can't just go 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 all the time so I literally schedule in days where what I have to do is is less so no yeah. I haven't cracked it I would love any thoughts from <laughs> but I'm work I'm working on it because a lot of it has to do with like it's very queen of pentacles in the tarot like <sighs> worth work mm-hmm. like embodying our worth outside mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm I'm really thinking about abundance a lot and not abundance necessarily with money, but sort of reprogramming um, to widen out my lens on all of the ways yes. we can be abundant so that I'm not so just dependent on what I'm getting done or what mm-hmm. money is or is not there. I'm doing a lot of stuff. Are, are you guys doing yeah. that? I have two similar to you, the asking why and the zooming out. That's what I call it is like going mm. up above my life and the and the world and seeing it way more big picture helps get me out of mm. the programmed pressure that capitalism has drilled into me. Um, and then asking yeah. why and my my cancer partner also helps with the asking why. Like why why do you feel it's bad if you don't get that done today? Why? Why? Always asking mm. why. Self-checking that. Mm-hmm. And also for me, a lot of it on the moon tip, a lot of it has been this like emotional repatterning. Like, Mm. like, so I talked earlier about giving up coffee and giving up things that jack my Mm -hmm. system is being really honest with myself and being like, hey, you have a codependency with stress. And what that Mm. is, is it's just a learned habit. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's a learned habit that is literally ancestral literally Mm -hmm. epigenetic and you need to stop uh over relying on on stress you know it's like Mm -hmm. i literally my body would just do this pattern where i would um get stressed out or the cortisol would just kick in and that served a purpose 
maybe when mm-hmm. I was running, when maybe when we were like running away from, I don't know, uh, lions and tigers yeah. and yeah, and also people mm-hmm. trying to kill my ancestors. Um, so there's that, right? Um, and mm-hmm. also like it's it's just a learned thing, and I can I can break this cycle. I when I understand what the warning signs are, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's also another thing I had to really reorganize in my life. I love that. When I'm feeling like the capitalist fatigue, I guess, um, I like to do something in my body that physically feels good, whether that's like masturbating, sex, dancing, going for a run, like Mm. getting my heart rate back up and then the endorphins come in and then I'm like, oh, life isn't bad. It's what you focus on. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. That's also very Queen of Pentacles. Mm. (laughs) getting in your body it's weird because the queen of Mm -hmm. pentacles card my cancer partner who keeps coming up um found right after dating me found it at a party a random queen of pentacles card and he was like this reminded me of you because you're witchy um like are you married to are you are you gonna like marry this witch like we like this intuitive kissing on the full moon finding tarot (laughs) cards for you totally embracing you cooking for you yeah oh my gosh oh yeah this is my knight like i I call him my knight like we think in a past life maybe he was this french knight who was the right hand man to um joan of arc like that's our archetypes (laughs) of like i'm this like warrior queen out here doing this mission and he's here to support all of that and like make sure i'm safe and we're also both bi queer and open and like so sexually the water is flowing and fluid and he also caught my attacker when I was assaulted like yeah he's my knight he's literally my knight <laughs> and and he found your queen he found a queen, queen of pentacles, pentacles card. card and gave it to you yeah mm. interesting I know well so that is interesting that that is such a more like work oriented card but he <laughs> sees me as his queen it's good. I recommend it. I recommend a partner who sees you as a queen. <laughs> yes. 10 out of 10. It's nice. Sarah, is there a card from the tarot deck that you personally yeah. identify with or that you have a favorite? Ooh. Does it change? Well, my, I mean, I'm all, all of them, none of them. Um, my, like, soul card is chariot. Oh, cool. The chariot. And so the, the tower is my teacher card. Okay. Um, so I've been in tower a lot in my life. Um so there's that um i love i love the queen of cups i love the queens um Mm -hmm. i want to get more comfortable with the star that's Mm. sort of what i'm you know ascending to sort of explore yeah ascending towards but yeah those are kind of my main ones what is it about the chariot that's Mm. your soul soul feeling the chariot are soul cards they call or like you just you just add up all the numbers of your birthday oh cool and you'll get a number oh and then a lot of numerologists want you to reduce it down so there's 21 in the major so if it's like 30 or something it would be three it would be empress right so mine is seven like when they're reduced down and then um so i'm just a seven so in numerology that's my number and that's my major arcana tarot card but i feel super chariot i mean i'm a cancer that's the astro sign that it corresponds with oh my gosh i've done a lot of traveling um i've been in a ton of car accidents that almost killed me and that connects like a chariot and cars and like traveling and then the tower with like being literally everything's falling apart like literally being bedridden or whatever (gasps) for a month um 
Chariot is also this blend, as far as I'm concerned, Chariot is this, so it's the end of the first line in the tarot, where we learn about ourselves in conjunction with the world. Like, you know, how did my family shape me? Who am I? It's a lot of ego stuff. It's a lot of self-development. And the Chariot is this card of self-individuation, but it's also this leaving behind of everything that we've been taught. And like, even with my whole life and my Mm. career, if, if we can call it that, um, you know, do, do, like being a tarot reader, being a writer who writes about the occult, um, being a weird artist, I never, I, that's very chariot, like you have to go beyond what you think uh, in the chariot. And mm. so I never really, I didn't, I never really wanted this path. I never was mm. like, oh yeah, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to make my living or this is how I'm going to be shown out in the world. But the chariot asks us to go beyond that which maybe our our smaller self or our societal programming would have us do you know Mm. Mm. beautiful it all adds up it all adds up right sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't know that about the numbers i'm definitely gonna do that look into that oh yeah it's really interesting and then you can check out like what themes of your life you know (sighs) like and and if you feel weird about it like i have some clients who are like i've never connected to the hero font or whatever we're in a hero font year right now you know, really try to really try to think about your aversion towards it and really try to think about what some of the messages for this archetype could be for you. It could be reflecting to you a part of yourself that's there, but you can't you don't necessarily maybe see it that easily or, you know, it's a way to really explore like who you are in the world what is the energy that you also feel best in or what are the kinds of activities that are going to support your growth mm. so you can think about that mm-hmm. that's that. that's wise what is <laughs> what is the hero font year well so we're in 2021 so if you add up all the numbers it's a five okay so that corresponds with the hero font and we're already seeing it like just like last year was the emperor year so last year was Emperor Teacher Card Death. Wow. <laughs> Talk about transition. This, oh my God. I mean, wait, that's so fucking spot on. Right? And then this is Hierophant Year Teacher Card Temperance, also known as art, also known as alchemy. So wow. Hierophant is like really, we're seeing it just on a level of systems. Like, so many people are like, oh, right, like the government doesn't care about us. Oh, right, we didn't get a stimulus check. Oh, right, the government doesn't care if people die. Like, we're seeing these, like, larger systems being taken to task. Oh, right, like, mm-hmm. corporations don't care about us. Like, we want to invest in um, more I ethical, love you so much. You know, <laughs> Just <laughs> all the points. Yeah, go, go on. You know, so we're, like, we're seeing that. But the big thing about the Hierophant, we're seeing gurus die. We're seeing, you know, like it's the death of the guru, right? Mm. Um, Do you mean metaphorically or literally? Okay. Okay. Right? Like we're seeing people being called, like what we're going to see this year, there's a couple of things. And please shut me up because I could talk to her all No, this is basically like the reading for right now. Like (laughs) I love this. I'll make it brief. But the first thing with Hierophant, a lot of people get caught up on the card because they see the Pope, like they're like, ew, like I don't like organized religion or like what does this weirdo have to do with like me? Let's try to just clear that all away. The Hierophant (laughs) is a spiritual guide and 
when Hierophant comes into your life, it's time for you to become your own spiritual guide. Mm. There is no gatekeeper mm. of your divinity. You are sacred. You are divine. Wow. You are spirit. There is no person you have to pay. There is no organization you have to be a part of that grants you access. There's no hierarchy wow. to spirituality. Mm. There's no hierarchy to us interacting with source. There's no wrong way. You know, like for one person, it's orgasming. For another person, it's a quiet mm -hmm. walk in the woods. You know, like there's mm -hmm. all right. like it's really about this holistic healing as brought forth from us really understanding that we are divine and that we're sacred i mean is that is the hierophant the opposite of the emperor because the juxtapose is so crazy you know it's like like the emperor is like bow down to me you listen to me emperor has no clothes i'm perfect which trump was compared to the emperor has no clothes so exactly. often you can't make it up and then like the fall of like the fall of that and also what we're looking at with hierophant and emperor is we sort of look at the belief systems mm. that contributed to the empire mm. personally and collectively. So we're going to be looking at like, oh, there's going to be a lot of conversations, I believe, this year about capitalism. I think so. I think there's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of conversations around like why we're doing what we're doing. As more mm. people learn the system, like we just saw it with the GameStop. That's what I was going to bring Game up. Shop. Yes. Like we just saw it. We're like, when you learn the system, when you mm -hmm. see how these things affect you and how you learn about it, the system then can come down right. and we can create mm -hmm. new ones. So I think this year is going to be intense, mm -hmm. but but different. You know, So we're really going to be unpacking belief systems about ourselves, about our, our worth, about our divinity, about our ability to guide ourselves. Mm. And I love that finally the teacher card is temperance because temperance is about alchemy and art mm -hmm. and using the light and the dark, you know, merging it together, um, you know, in a way that we can flow with more authenticity. And for me, temperance is also about how we get ourselves together and how that helps the whole. So we see a real, like with emperor and death, we see death being so different than emperor because what is emperor most afraid of? Dying, right? Oh, like that's, yes. you know, the ego, right? Mm -hmm. the, the ego, ego right. Like the, empires don't want to die. Empires want to stay on mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Yep. It's worse than death. It's like pure stagnancy. So what we're seeing with like Hierophant temperance is Hierophant's like, I can I can access spirit. Like, I'm the guide. I have the answers. And Temperance is like, you're doing this for the collective. So how are you going to be in service of the collective? How does your healing and how does your transformation ultimately create new belief systems that everyone can benefit from? Mm. Does that make sense? That does make yes. sense. And I love that as... <laughs> Thank you for that mm. reading. That was like a tarot yeah, reading without you. having to pull the cards, like the cards of the year. That's yes. so cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, so like I really think, I really like for those of you who are listening who are getting all jazz, <laughs> like really hang out with the Hierophant. Really figure out like what practical things you want to do to connect to, to mm. that energy. What's like exciting to you about it? And uh, try to like schedule those into your life, you know, so you can like live the tarot. Oh, mm. 
Love that. Love it. And obviously our listeners are going to get The Moon Book written by you. It's amazing. But where else can they find you? How can they get a tarot reading from you, etc.? Yeah, uh, I have a podcast too. It's called Moonbeaming. So you can subscribe. I talk a lot about tarot and magic on it. Um, what else? I have a newsletter. You can go, I uh, run a company called Modern Women. So you can go to modernwomenprojects.com, sign up for my newsletter. On Instagram, it, my handle is my last name. I know I'm like so disorganized. I should get all just one. No, it's you, fine. You are so great with your one. It's my last name, Goddess, G-O-T-T-E-S-S-S. It's a play on that. And that's where you can find me. I love that. Um, let's wrap up with a basic blessing, something we're each thankful for today. <sighs> okay, this, I know mine, and it's going to sound so out of left field and like macho, but I'm, I'm grateful for football. <laughs> I'm ready to eat some wings. I'm ready. <laughs> that's... Blessed motherfucking bee. Yes, American football. So fucking is. I never thought I'd hear that on this show, Leah. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) But I am actually wearing the Chiefs shirt because my man is from there. So I'm I'm playing into it today. Okay. Um, I'm rooting for the Chiefs too. Oh, nice! Yay! Okay. Thanks. Um, I'm also thankful (laughs) for my health, the roof over my head, and food. It's been really a reminder of the basics for me lately. So truly a basic blessing, just food, shelter, (laughs) safety, Mm. health. Yeah. Echoing on that, I'm grateful for Dance Church. I'm grateful for Sunshine. I'm grateful for awesome conversations with awesome people (laughs) and i'm grateful for my health and i'm grateful for all of you listening right now yes we love our listeners thank you so much sarah Witches, Basic witches. <laughs> <laughs>